0: The Indie Draft Guide is officially here, my friends. Let's get to it. You are Locked On Colts, your daily Indianapolis Colts podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you all for tuning in and making us your first listen of the day. This is your daily podcast covering your Indianapolis Colts, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team, every day. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning of a $5 bet. That's $150. If your bet wins, visit FanDuel.com to get started. Hello, everyone. My name is Zach Hicks. You guys know me from HorseshoeHuddle.com as your resident film nerd. And yes, as you guys heard at the top of the show with that cold open, we are talking indie draft guide today, or at least for one segment. Now, if you guys are unfamiliar with what the Indy Draft Guide is, uh, the last three or so, yeah, I think it was the last three years now we've done it, uh, Horseshoe Huddle has run the, the Indy Draft Guide every single year. Now, to, to give you some proper context to what the Indy Draft Guide is, is it's a unique, really cool draft guide that we make specifically for Indianapolis Colts fans. So every single player that we write up and we talk about in this upcoming draft in that guide is specifically tailored to the Indianapolis Colts. We have team fits talking about how they fit with the Colts. We have my uh, Build a Ballard series will be the opening part of the uh, the entire book. There we have Colts trade up stuff. We got player comps and we do a lot of player comps to Colts players. If, if you know, obviously, if the player hits that criteria, there uh, we're going to try to do a little stamp on players this year. If they're a Build a Ballard player, we're going to see if we can get that with our graphics department there. But but yeah, Indie Draft Guide uh, brought to you by HorseshoeHuddle.com. Really great. stuff stuff. Uh if you guys have bought it in years past, please let me know in the comment section. I'd love to interact with you guys there. Uh, but yeah, you know, I, I promise to only do this one time this draft season, maybe one the, the day that the draft guide releases, uh, because these are just the pre-orders that are dropping right now. Uh with the with the pre-orders, it'll be $8.99 with code DRAFTMIS at checkout. So again, if you guys go to the link, I'm gonna put it in the show notes underneath today's show. You guys can pre-order the Indie Draft Guide uh, that will release right around draft time, about two weeks before the draft. Uh, I don't think we have a final release date yet, but it will release around draft time. You guys will have 225-plus in-depth scouting reports, team-specific Uh, fits for each player player comps exclusive features and much much more Uh, we do have a lot a lot of fun with this every single year Uh, I try to do some really cool giveaways and stuff to make sure a lot of you guys are getting you know the guide for free and having opportunities to get it for like discounted options and stuff so if you guys follow me on social media at Zach Hicks too and also are a big fan of this show and follow the Locked On Colts uh, channel there on 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 Twitter and on YouTube we will do really cool giveaways like take it a couple of bucks off the guide. If you guess trivia questions, uh, giving away free guides to, you know, random subscribers or when people buy multiple guides, we do give away uh, a couple to people. So make sure you're following at Zach Hicks too. And at locked on Colts on Twitter slash X, whatever the heck you call it now, (laughs) uh, because we will do a lot of those cool giveaways with the guide. It's just a really fun thing we like to do for Colts fans. You know, again, we've done this for three years now. uh, And, and I think again, the, the most exclusive thing about this kind of, guide is that we tailor it to you guys it's not tailored you know if you're getting like dane Bruegler's draft guide which i think is one of the best ones in the entire business obviously you're getting those write-ups for every player but you're not really hearing how they fit with the indianapolis colts again in this guide of the 225 plus in-depth scouting reports that we provide Every single one of those scouting reports is going to have a section talking about, hey, this cornerback is a great cover three corner. He really gets his hips back there in, in cover three and has great zone eyes, so he'd really fit Gus Bradley. Or, hey, this receiver here is a great vertical threat. He's over six four. You know, Chris Ballard loves those six four vertical threats to wide receiver, so this is how this guy fits the Indianapolis Colts. Again, we try to tailor it all to you guys. Now, one thing I do want to correct about this draft guide, and again, it's a very respectful correction, is every single year people like to throw out there that it's the Zach Hicks draft guide, the Zach Hicks Colts draft guide. Uh, I am a big contributor for the draft guide. I do a lot. I do a lot of write ups. I mostly do the offensive line write ups. Uh, but it takes, you know, it takes an entire team, you know, it's not just me doing this entire thing. I'm not doing all 225 uh, scouting reports, I'm not doing every single bit of it. But I do do a lot of the team fits along with my colleagues at HorseshoeHuddle.com, And then we have a great team of writers doing the scouting reports. Again, I do mostly offensive line and maybe occasional other players here and there, uh, but we have a lot of other really, really smart and talented writers uh, working on it um, that that do quarterbacks and all the other positions. So uh, I will definitely shout them out on social medias and, and make sure that they're getting the proper love they deserve for their write-ups because they've done a great job over the years. I mean, last year we had Anthony Richardson as QB1 in that draft. Uh, and, and again, you guys can – bash that all you want thinking that CJ Stroud might be better right now, but I know a lot of Colts fans who are really on that Anthony Richardson train right now, uh, who would agree, you know, quarterback one in that last year's class. So again, it's not just me doing all the write-ups. We have a big team of them. Uh, and it's a really, again, really cool, exclusive, um, guide just for you Colts fans that it's written right to you Colts fans. Uh, so it's a really, really fun thing. And again, if you guys have any ideas for contest or stream suggestions and stuff like that, that you want to do for, you know, guide goals. What I do every single year is, you know, if we sell 50 guides, I do a live stream to hang out with you and and do these things. If we sell a hundred guides, I do some Horrible challenge where I'm drinking coffee and, and doing some crazy stuff for y'all. Uh, you guys know that I don't like coffee that much. So uh, it's about putting me through the most torment possible. But if we hit some guide goals, again, DM me on social media. My DMs are always open. Uh, we can talk about potential, you know, again, guide sell goals and stuff that we could really go into and have some fun with. But uh, Indie Draft Guide, again, pre-orders are up. 8 with code DRAFTMAS, all caps, D-R-A-F-T-M-A-S, at checkout. Really fun thing. Uh, and, you know, because the Indie Draft Guide is dropping, or the Indie Draft Guide pre-orders are dropping today, you know, we really want to make this show today about the, Indi- the, the draft, you know, about the Indianapolis Colts, especially what they're going to do in round one. Uh, so coming up, we're going to talk about Colts options at pick 15, who are some guys that I realistically like, and guys who I think the Colts are going to like because – Again, we just kind of know how Chris Ballard and the Colts operate at this point. Who are some guys that make a ton of sense for the Indianapolis Colts at pick 15 if they remain at that pick in this upcoming draft? But first, get buckets with your first bet on FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, because right now new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning a $5 bet. That's $150 if your bet wins. Bet on all your favorite NBA players and teams with quick bets, live same-game parlays, exclusive props, and more. I know all you Indiana Pacers fans are excited for this last push here to the playoffs. Make sure you're betting on your Pacers to win every single game with FanDuel.com. Again, just visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and shoot your shot. FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NBA. Already, Colts fans, my draft nerds, again, we got the push for the Indie Draft Guide out of the way at the top of the show. Now we are talking about the draft and the players that are in the draft and we're gonna talk about my personal cornerback one in this upcoming class. Again, I mostly write up offensive line. So I believe as of right now, this corner is cornerback two in our draft guide. But we'll see if I can if I can move that grade a little bit. We'll see how much sway I have with those guys there. But uh Terion Arnold, Alabama cornerback, I am a huge, huge fan of his. I think he probably goes top 10 in this next class, but uh, I do think if he's there at 15 for the Colts, that that's a player that definitely moves the needle for me. You know, Chris Ballard always mentioning, mentions having blue players and red players on the draft board. Blue players are the players that are, you know, your top tier blue chippers that that move the needle for your team. And red players are players who are effective and can make your team better. But the blue players are, you know, if they're on the board when you are picking that is who you're taking. Like, it doesn't matter positional value. It doesn't matter all these other things. Your blue players are guys that change your franchise. And I think on Arnold has a chance to be a blue player in the NFL. He's big, fast, physical player. Uh, he has that tier one cornerback upside with his athleticism. Uh, former five-star safety moved to corner and just got better and better every single game at cornerback. I mean, by the end of the year, I would argue that he was the best corner in football with just what he can do with his physicality, with his athleticism, with how he moves with in and without man in and within man coverage. A uh, really really good player, on Arnold. I'm a huge huge fan of everything he can do. And I think a big thing with him too is, you know, the Colts on a lot of third downs, they like to run cover 3 mabel, which for me not having a diagram in front of me what cover 3 mabel is is It's cover three zone match. You're going to have your backside corner and your backside linebacker in straight man coverage. And then you're going to trust the rest of your guys on the other side. uh, What your five defenders to match up with the three guys on the other side. So three by one set you're facing cover three zone match. You're going to have your backside corner who was Stefan Gilmore a couple years ago, who last year, I think they trusted Juju Brents a lot in that when he was healthy, maybe Kenny Moore sometimes on the backside, even because, They just didn't have the guy they trusted back there. And then obviously your EJ Speeds or your Bobby O'Carriques. But I think Teron Arnold is the type of guy where you can put him. On that backside, that three by one, you can put him in man coverage back there to be physical, be aggressive with with opposing wide receivers and get up right in their face and just take that player away. Because when we look at three by one sets in the NFL, that backside wide receiver is typically the top option. I mean, that's typically what the air raid offense does and what spread offenses do is they put their their number one option backside on a three by one and just have that guy isolated. So you need a corner who's up for the challenge, you know, a guy who can carry receivers deep, who can also pound them at the line of scrimmage, who can take them away over the middle of the field. I think Teron Arnold's that type of guy who can do those things. I think he's a great man coverage corner. I think he's hyper-athletic. He can get up there. He can he can hit players. Uh, maybe not the best feel in zone coverage as of right now, but right. he would bring something that the Colts just don't have in their cornerback room, and that's what I'm looking for with this pick. So I think Teron Arnold out of Alabama can be a blue chip player, and if he's there on the board at 15, I say run that card up there and, and get him here in Indy. Uh, The next player I have here is another blue chip player, a guy who, again, I know a lot of Colts fans are going crazy about potentially getting him in Indy. A lot of mock drafts are getting this guy to Indy. And again, it might have seemed crazy a while back, but I really do think there's a real chance of this player being in there. And that is Brock Bowers, Georgia tight end. Uh, One of the most productive tight ends in the history of college football, two-time Mackey award winner. The only time there's been a two-time Mackey award winner in the history of college football. Um, I think, you know, he has his limitations as an inline blocker, but what the Colts do a really good job as with their cor- with their, with their tight ends is they have them blocking out in space a lot, especially that Kylan Granson kind of move tight end role. So if you just envision Brock Bowers in that role, you'll get a lot of split zone action where he's blocking the backside defensive end or the black or the backside linebacker. Uh, you also have a lot of opportunities where, you know, when you're running so much RPO and read option. He, a lot of his blocks will be like feigned blocks, you know, him being the backside of the split zone, but him missing that block on purpose to pull out for the RPO action. Even if the ball is not thrown, you're doing your job of pausing that defensive end and creating that rush lane to the, to the right side of the field. So, uh, you know, you can kind of hide the inline blocking deficiencies while also getting the best possible of, of every single world when it comes to him being a pass catcher. I mean, With what the Colts do with their RPO game, with their tight end screen game, with their mesh action they run a lot of, I mean, Brock Bowers could have a chance to be a thousand yard player here in Indy. I don't think we can say that about a lot of teams uh, when it comes to drafting him and why I think, you know, he ultimately might slip a little bit is... I don't think he's a scheme fit for everybody. I think you really need a a team that's dedicated to living in the gun and kind of spreading defenses out, getting lighter boxes and letting him work against, you know, smaller defenders and and just smaller personnel in the field. Uh, So when you're looking at like teams that are picking ahead of the coach, you know, a team like the Chargers, for instance, you want to get under center and they want to run the ball, they want to be be doing power runs all, all day long, they want big blocking tight ends, they want big blocking offensive linemen and a big running back who's going to carry the ball 400 times a year, I don't think Brock Bowers makes sense for that type of team. It's just not really what works there with what Jim Harbaugh wants to do. But when you look at Brock Bowers' fit in Indy or in Cincinnati or even, I mean, Tennessee, I think, is a threat in front of them uh, because of Brian Callahan going there and what he just did in Cincinnati. But I think those are the teams that really work for Brock Bowers. So we'll see if a team in front of the Colts pulls the trigger. Again, Tennessee is a team to watch, I think. But I do think Brock Bowers makes so much sense for the Colts and what they can do with how they spread the ball out, with how they you know, operate out of pistol and out of the gun and and how they limit, you know, his inline opportunities to have to block bigger defenders. I think you can kind of hide the deficiencies while just exploiting the mismatches that he gives you as a pass catcher. So Brock Bowers, perfect fit in Indy. I've been talking about a lot of how I just think that this really is the perfect fit in the entire draft for like any skill position player out there. Uh, so Brock to Indy, I think is a great, great option. Uh, moving from the blue chip players now to like high end red chip players or just red players who I think are going to make the Colts better. Again, they, these players might not be guys that, you know, are ultimately like the greatest players of all time. But. I do think these are guys that really help your offense or help your team in general. And the first one is wide receiver, Brian Thomas jr. Now I I believe we talked about Brian Thomas jr. Quite a bit on this, uh, on this uh, podcast so far this off season, but big, fast explosive weapon, uh, 17 yards, a catch last season really exploded in the LSU offense. And you know, his breakout kind of combined with Jaden Daniels, the Heisman winners breakout, uh, both those guys broke out at the same time and did some great things last year. But when you look at what a Chris Ballard wide receiver is, you know, I'm, I'm not going to say Brian Thomas Jr. is as perfect a build a Ballard, you know, Chris Ballard wide receiver as an Alec Pierce type or as a Nico Collins type. I think those were the two perfect Chris Ballard receivers, uh, but I do think Brian Thomas Jr. is close. I think he's like a slight tier below those guys when it comes to what he wants in a wide receiver because you know he might not bring like the blocking aspect of those two brought and and bring the energy but he brings the explosion the speed the size uh the youth the big plays i mean he brings so much of what chris ballard wants uh at the wide receiver position and look if they want an upgrade from alec pierce if they are just saying hey you know alec pierce has been a solid player for us but we just want Something more. Want a potential blue player? If if they think Brian Thomas Jr. is a blue player, uh, then they can go with Brian Thomas Jr. there at fifteen, and I would not complain whatsoever. So I really do think he's an he's an option there at fifteen for the Colts, and I think he'd be a good player for India. I think he'd be a great option for Anthony Richardson, uh, and would just take a top off the of defense, and that's what you love from your wide receiver position. Uh, the last player I want to mention here with potential options at fifteen is cornerback Quinion Mitchell, the guy who is just been killing it this offseason I mean if you're if you're looking at a draft prospect who has had a perfect offseason so far it is Quinion Mitchell I mean he finished the season strong had a really great end of his season here in college football uh, for Toledo and then goes into the offseason he goes to the senior bowl he solidifies himself as the best player at the senior bowl just locking down receivers all week long in drills that are designed for wide receivers to win He's locking these guys down. And as a result, I mean, he's been flying up draft boards. I know he had a lot of GPS times that were really high, too, at the Senior Bowl, so that just is a testament to his speed. I know there's been a lot of talk, you know, since the beginning of this past season on how fast he is as a player. So fast, physical, competitive, Dame the Senior Bowl. I mean, I again, 15 might be a stretch if he's going to be there at 15 because his his stock is just flying up and up and up, and some of these other cornerbacks are just not matching his pace that he's moving up draft boards. So, Quignon Mitchell, again, he's another player like Terry on Arnold, where if he's at 15, I'm very happy making that pick. I know we'd have a really young cornerback room here again. But, you know, for guys like Quinyon Mitchell, for guys like Terry on Arnold, I think that's perfectly fine. These are two really, really good players that just make your defense better from day one. Uh, but let me know what you guys think in the comment section. Who are your favorite options at 15? Those are my top four. And something to keep in mind, too, with Chris Ballard is. You know, I think he's had what four first round picks in his career with Indy, which is crazy because he's had seven drafts that he's been a part of. But four first round picks, three of those players, or all four of those players have been from Power Five conferences. Three of those players have been. Uh, before their senior season, I think Pay was the only senior uh, and he even had an extra year of eligibility, but he declared early as well. Uh, so all the guys have been early declarees into the draft. They've all been guys who I think I don't think any of them were at the senior bowl. They've all just been younger, explosive, high end athlete players. Uh, so I mean that's something to keep in mind just something to keep in the back of your head I don't think four players is a perfect uh, metric to go off of there but just something to keep in the back of your mind there I think all these players kind of fit that Quinyon Mitchell more in that Pay like Sin type mold but uh, I do think all these players fit what Chris Ballard likes and what would really help the Colts get better from day one uh, but coming up we're going to talk round one option still for the Colts but we're going to talk about the option of you know Chris Ballard loves himself some tradebacks. I'm sure there will be some team that wants to come all the way up for 15, up, up to pick 15 and take the player there. Uh, so what are some options for the Colts that they say move back to pick 25, 26, 27? If they move back towards a later part of the first round, who are some options that fit the Indianapolis Colts in this draft? We're going to talk about that here in just a second. Alrighty, Colts fans, we are back. We are talking Indianapolis Colts draft. We're talking trade back options in round one. So again, if the Colts move off of pick 15, they're safe picking at pick 25, 26, 27. Who makes the most sense for this Colts team? And I'm going to start this one off with a player that maybe isn't a positional fit for the Colts, but look, I've been pounding the table for this guy. I think he has superstar potential. He's moving down draft boards because he's a little bit smaller than what most teams like, which again, I know that Chris Ballard is the type of guy who would move off a player for his size, but Johnny Newton, Illinois defensive tackle. Again, he's slipping a little bit because of the length and the height, but man, as somebody who has watched a bunch of offensive linemen this year, who's working through my write-ups for the NG Draft Guide on offensive linemen, anytime I turn on a game against Illinois, I see so many sacks and so many pressures from Johnny Newton. This guy is an animal. And look, the undersized stuff, it does show on film, but it's it's in the same way that you see like, again, I don't want to just throw this out too lightly here, but like an Aaron Donald in the NFL or a Kalaya Kalija Kansi this past season from out of Pittsburgh and did some great things for the Buccaneers this year. Um, just just one of those undersized guys where it's like, yeah, he's undersized and you see it sometimes like he gets moved a little bit uh, in the run game. But the second that the ball is snapped and it's a pass play, he's destroying the guy in front of him. He is unblockable. It seems I don't know what the overall stats look like in terms of pass rush win rate for him. But I just know every single game that I watched, I watched Penn State's offensive line against him. He dominated. He killed everybody in front of him. I saw Kansas's offensive line try to contain him. It didn't work. He was killing everybody in front of him. Uh, Johnny Newton is awesome. He is a great player to watch. I think he's going to test out of his mind at the combine. And look, again, I I know that the height and the length issues are going to turn some teams away from him. Uh, But this is a player who I think has superstar potential. For me, he's going to be a blue player in this draft. Like if I had blues and reds, I would put a blue on him because I think he's just that unblockable in the passing game. Uh, and and he's a player that I would want on my team. And and look, Grover Stewart and DeForest Buckner, they're not going to stay in their 20s forever. They're not going to stay in their 30s forever. You know, they're, they're eventually going to retire. Uh, Grover Stewart could leave India as soon as this offseason here. Uh, and I think the Colts need to look to the future at the position alongside, you know, hopefully Atatomi Ade, could can, you know, develop and become a starter at three tech but they don't have a one tech on the roster that besides grover they don't have another run defending or even like top tier pass rusher uh, besides Tomy. so it's like you gotta hope that you can find some more guys there defensive tackle and i think johnny newton can be that guy for indy so yeah johnny newton i'm a big fan of Uh, again he goes by johnny i know you'll see some other name out there for him with his first name but he wants to go by johnny newton fantastic player, fantastic player, great player to watch on film. I highly, highly recommend watching him. Illinois defensive tackle number four. Uh, You can't miss him. You cannot miss him whatsoever on film. Another player I want to throw out here, uh, Minnesota safety, Tyler Newbin, Uh, really, really strong college safety. Again, I don't think this is the strongest safety class in general, but I do think Newbin is one of those guys that is worthy of first round discussion. If you're talking late first round pick Uh really athletic player, great ball skills, uh really good physicality. And I do think he'd be a big upgrade for the Colts at their second safety position alongside Nick cross or, or if they do bring back Julian Blackman alongside Julian Blackman, uh, he's just, you know, I don't want to say he's like an Anton Winfield type because Anton Winfield is one of one best safety in football this past year. But you know, when I see a Minnesota safety balling out like he is, I can't help but think of Anton Winfield and and what he did there as a college prospect as well. So Tyler Newbin, uh, great coming down the hill, great getting vertical in the in the three man and the three deep game and stuff like that, too, and and having that range to cover the whole field. Uh, I'm a really, really big fan of what he he did this past season. And I love the ball skills. Look, ball skills are great at safety. The Colts did not have that many takeaways outside of Julian Blackman this past season. So give me more ball skills at safety with a guy who can also tackle and hit. Uh, Tyler and I think would be a great fit for the Colts. Uh, and then look, this next little bullet point I have here, I just put a bunch of different receivers because this is a really good draft for wide receivers. And I think the late first round, you can just get so many different wide receivers. It just depends on, kind of your flavor there i mean xavier worthy is my guy texas wide receiver ad mitchell texas wide, other texas wide receiver is a lot of other people's guy lad McConkey from georgia uh you have keon coleman from florida state xavier Laguette, i know has a lot of fans from south carolina these are a lot of really good wide receivers that the colts could get there in the late first round i mean roman wilson from michigan makes a lot of sense as well uh, i just i just think you know pick your guy pick your flavor whatever flavor works best for you if you want this hyper athletic, probably the best athlete in the class. Go with Xavier Worthy. You know, you can just do some things with him that you can't do with anybody else. If you want a smooth route runner who knows how to get open, Ad Mitchell. If you want Hunter Renfro but with turbo boost, Lad McConkey. You know, if you want if you want Hakeem Butler but actually a pretty decent prospect, then Keon Coleman. If you want um, Xavier, Le- I don't even know Xavier. Le- if you want DK Metcalf discounted, then you know Xavier Leggett. Whatever you want, you know, these are different flavors that fit at wide receiver for your team, I think you can go, you know, you, you can't really go wrong with a guy like Shane Steichen as your offensive coordinator and hopefully Anthony Richardson as your quarterback. So uh, just get another weapon in there with those guys, and, and I think there's a lot of great options late round one. And and look, if the Colts do trade back from pick 15, I think wide receiver would be the really smart play to go uh, in that late first round range. Uh, one more player I want to mention before we get out of here for today is cornerback TJ Tampa. Iowa State, a big physical explosive player with really high upside. Yes, he's a little stiff. Yes, that kind of fits every Colts cornerback at this point, a little bit stiff. But uh, I love his long speed. I love his physicality. I love his upside. Uh, This guy, like Juju Brents, I think can be a really, really good physical sticky corner. And look, if they want to commit to this cover three scheme with Gus Bradley and you want to just reinforce the Legion of Boom back here in Indy, just keep drafting big dudes, keep drafting big corners and go from there. And TJ Tampa really fits alongside Juju Brents and gives you, you know, a really big, strong, physical outside cornerback room. Uh, And again, that's something the Colts were kind of missing last year. They had Juju Brents, who was a big, lengthy, athletic, physical corner on the outside. Uh, But on the other side, Jalen Jones and and Daryl Baker Jr. were just not great tacklers, not very physical. I mean, Jalen Jones wanted to be physical, but he just, you know he missed a lot of tackles, uh, but T.J. Tampa is a guy who will make those tackles. You'll hit guys. He's he's big. He's massive, athletic. Does a lot of good things. I think a one-two punch of T.J. Tampa and Juju Brands while risky is a really good outside cornerback room. But again, let me know in the comment section what you think with round one, who fits the Indianapolis Colts. Uh, before we get out of here today, again, Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7 covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every single league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to your first ever national sports 24 7 streaming channel again guys the indie draft guide pre-orders have dropped today make sure you go to the show notes below here to to order your pre-order today again really great stuff 225 exclusive write-ups here covering the indianapolis colts getting the team fits there for the colts and and getting it right to you guys before the draft and if you guys don't already make sure you're following at locked on colts at jake arthur nfl and at zach hicks Two. All on Twitter. Also, subscribe to us on YouTube or wherever you're listening to your podcast. We love your guys' ratings, reviews, and we'll catch you guys back here bright and early tomorrow afternoon.